He'll be he'll be there for a while. All right, are we ready? Are we live on YouTube? Okay. Today's daf, today's shir is being sponsored. Lilu Nishmas Mora Etel Bas Edel. Hauva Vamisura, beloved mother and grandmother of the Welcher family, South Africa. So the Welcher family is a very, very close friend of our Shir, Leon Welcher, who's on today somewhere from South Africa. He's the one that developed, all the way in the bottom corner for me, developed the app. He's hiding. He developed the app, which has over a thousand views a day. He met me in South Africa in a restaurant and just walked over and he said, I heard you do a shear, I do. He's very close to Rebusha Weiss, he developed the app for him, he develops apps. I mean, that's not his business, but for Chetzin, just, he gave us the app for free and, and services it, so we're tremendous akars to him and his family. And the grandmothers in the Shama should have an aliyah. Let's put this right over here. I don't have the special hanger upper, Yaakov is not with me. I have to do the hanging upping. And today's shear is also being sponsored. Lili Nishmas Chaim Yehuda ben Elio Tzvi, the Neshama should have an Aliyah. And all the Chaylam in Klai Yisrael, especially the coronavirus Chaylam, the Rosh Hashivah tells, the, 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 the young man that uh, Daddy Kornbluth was just talking about on Zoom. Is this in there? Label Groner. Yeah. Label Groner. From Lubavitch, all the, the many, many people that are very sick, unfortunately, and very young people as well. There's a very young great person uncle. on my, your great uncle. There's a very young great person uncle. on my sister's, oh, Reblabel Groner is your great uncle. Wow, I didn't know you have connections there. My cousin. Uh, this is the corona, I have to hang up these signs. All right, let's start with some emails here. Hi, Rebelli. I got this, uh... Early in the morning. I'm, email, I'm emailing you from Lakewood, New Jersey. My husband watches you on YouTube. You're absolutely amazing the way you give over the daf. You make it come alive. My husband had a very hard time learning in English since he's from a Hasidish background. But he now is hooked on your shir. Sometimes I also join him. Especially when you read the emails. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So it, it comes out like this, Rabbi Isai. There are 2,500 email views, and only 500 people actually watch the daf. <laughs> That's what I'm learning from this. Keep up the great work. We live in a 55 and over community in Lakewood, Faye Engelman. Givaldic. So here we have a Hasidish man who lives in a retirement center, a retirement community. Here's somebody else on the on the different side. Wow, this is a long one. I don't know what to do here. Uh, okay, I'll try to Dear Rebelli Shlita, first a word of the thing, I'm a younger man, originally from Brooklyn, grew up in Muncie, now living in Kiryat Sefer, made Eliyahu with Nebuchadnezzar Nefesh, learned in Dafiyami Koyal full day, he's a younger man, learns all day. However, now in the Corona era, I'm stuck at home with my wife and kids, uh, I go to Dafshir every morning, oh, his father is in the, IC, the ICU, but not because of Corona, Tzvi Chaim Ben Menucha Shereber Shleima. So, the rest of the day, you are my lifeline. I found you accidentally a few days ago and I immediately got hooked, like the fish in today's daf. Anytime the wife and kids are not needing me desperately, all of a sudden they need him desperately. The whole day is in Kailal. All of a sudden, 
all day he's with his kids, but when he has time, I run and turn on YouTube, which is given over so beautifully and clearly with all the jokes and stories. As you would probably say, what is supposed to join such a chashav chabura of all flavors of Klai Yisrael, 61 on Zoom. How many did we have yesterday? 75 on Zoom plus whatever on YouTube, not to mention the 3,000 worldwide, now 3,001, including myself. I was very shocked that in today's year no one noticed that you missed three words. I'm sure they noticed and they were waving, I just didn't see them. Where's Nachman? Somewhere? Nachman, did I miss any words yesterday? I don't know, he wasn't on, he's smiling. He wasn't on yesterday, that's the problem, you gotta be there. Look, this is like taking a dagger and shoving it in my heart it's bad enough that I don't have the Ochabura, I don't have the jokes, and I don't have the Oilam, and nobody's singing next to me. And I, I say jokes here, and the, I look at all over to these guys, and they're looking at their cameras, and they have no idea what I'm talking about. And now, you're going to stick it in that I miss words? Night of Oilam! Ah! Not nice. Not nice. It's like Loig Larash to tell me such a thing. <clears throat> okay, but what are the three words? Not sound. Three words. Not just three words, but a complete teretz, the kashi in the Gemara. On the beginning of Amad Beis, you built up the kashi so nicely, but then you got carried away with some comments about anonymous city Manchester. I remember that. I don't remember the words I skipped. So I was talking Lashon Hara, and then I missed the whole teretz. And you never ended up saying the teretz of the Gemara. Then, okay, he goes into Reb and he wants to know where I got this thing about Reb and I have to look. Avram Moshe Rosenhan. P.S. My good friend Chaim Block says he remembers you from Chaim Berlin. All right. Should we go weiter? Uh, okay, let's start here. This is a nice email. We'll have to wait for a different day. We're holding Davyut Chesom Beis Ton Rabbanon. This is literally in Yana de Yoyma, coming up. We're just two weeks before Pesach. Has anybody, is anybody familiar with the Shita that you can't even sell chametz? If you give chametz to a guy, you sell it to a guy, you have to make sure that he eats it. Anybody hear such a shita? The only way you're allowed to sell chametz to guy according to Bishamai is if you're certain he's going to consume the chametz before Pesach. Baruch Hashem, we don't pass in Levi Shammai, otherwise, I don't know what we would do with our liquor and all the good stuff. We're familiar with the Shita, even more, as long as you can eat it, or as long as you can benefit from it, you're allowed to sell. Rabbi Yehuda Oimer, we're holding on today's daft, after you test Dalif. Bavli, my favorite food. Made out of moldy bread and sour milk, yum, yum, yum. It was one of the, like, delicacy. Like, literally, I don't know what they were thinking in those days. Again, moldy bread and sour milk. Ugh. They put it all together and they made kutach habavli v'chomini kutach osu limko shloishim yoyim kodem ha-pesach. Says reviewed amazing. Yes, I agree to Beisham. I hold like that cheetah, you're not allowed to sell chametz before Pesach to a guy. Unless you know he's going to consume it. And kutach, it takes a very long time to consume. Listen to this. Nobody That's only... <laughs> yeah. Avi, could you take your funny picture off your screen, please? <laughs> and come on live. Such an attorney picture. 
Thank you. Oh, thanks. That was quick. But that's only 30 days before Pesach. 31 days before Pesach. Who's that guy with the funny picture on the bottom over there? Rafal, what, what is that? Come on. I want to see your face. Who? Rafal who? Rafal Hecht. I know you're in your PJs, but it's okay. It's fine, everybody. Look at, where's Fischl? Fischl was in bed yesterday. Okay. Who's that? That's, what is that, a ventilator or something? Wow. You, you're watching our shir, Tzadik. How you doing? Unbelievable. It looks like you have some medical thing. Some oxygen. I hope, is it Corona? What is it? It looks like he's home. No, not Corona. Something else. Okay. Should I have a Rufuah Shlema? Okay. So, Zogdi Gemara. You hear the Chiddush here? I don't want to forget what I was talking about. This applies as Rabbi Yehuda only 30 days before Pesach. My chiyuv to be mevair chametz, you have to be mevair, you have to destroy the chametz, only 30 days. 31 days, and before that, I could sell whatever I want to go. Otherwise, I can't have a grocery store. Every time a guy comes into my store, I have to ask him, make these phone calls and make sure that he ate up his chametz. 30 days before, you let it sell to a guy if you hold like Bishamai. If you hold like Basil, you could sell to a guy 20 seconds before Pesach, or not literally, but at the time that you let it have enough from the chametz. Turn around, two dots. You're allowed to feed a dog, any dog, not like I said in the eight minute video, any dog, because a dog has a special chiyov, you're supposed to, you could feed dogs. Either because mahu rachum, afator rachum, dogs are constantly hungry, you can feed them, or because of lakelef tashlichun oisai, we have a special mitzvah to give food to a dog because of they were nice to us in Mitzrayim. I have actually a picture. If you want to know what it looks like to feed a dog, here. I have a stickle picture. Okay, fine. Ooh, it looks good. It looks like... Wow, that's cool. I didn't, I didn't try this out before, but it came out nice. Okay. If the dog decides to grab the food and run out of your backyard, obviously when you're Shusayachari and goes outside, we're not concerned about the lava of Mechamer. Mechamer means to make an animal walk. You're not, you didn't cause it, he did it on his own. boy. similarly, you could give a guy food. Now, we're talking about a poor guy. How much food? Enough food for a meal. You can't give him, you can't load him up. Because then it will be an issue like we discussed yesterday. It looks like he's doing your shlichas. He's going outside. He's, he's, he's taking care of your business. No, you give him a little food. He probably takes it off the floor. You don't put it in his hand maybe. Those are the details. But the point is you'll have to give a guy. Now what is he going to do with the food? He might leave your backyard. And people might be suspicious that he's doing something for you. Not a problem. Natal v'yatza ein niskakim loy. says, darki shalom. You know, there's a mitzvah to give a poor guy as well. So once there's a mitzvah, then there's no problem with shvuz, there's no iser. Ask the Gemara, Sulamali, Hainu Hach, aren't these the same cases? You let, if you let to give an animal, you let to give a non-Jew, we're not concerned that people might think, you see that it's a meal, you're just feeding, you're doing a mitzvah. Ma'od is saying, Ma'ay Rome Alei, there's a mitzvah to feed a dog, Ma'ay Loi Rome Alei, 
Kamash Malon, either Kamash Malon that it's Rami Alei, or Kamash Malon, even though it's not a Chiyuv, it's not a problem. Tana Rabbona. Lo Yaskir, Odom, Kelo, Lenochri Berev Shabbos. These are Lachas Lamaisa. I'm not passing anything. Lamaisa, we're just going to read the Gemara as is. Everybody should ask the local rabbi and look in Halacha. But it says here that if you have something to rent, you want to rent a car, you want to rent a tool, Lo Yaskir, Odom, Kelo, Lenochri Berev Shabbos. On Friday, it's a problem because it looks like you are renting him specifically for Shabbos. So, according to some Rishonim, we're dealing with the Sechar Shabbos. Other Rishonim, Shvisas Kalim. In other words, if we're dealing with money, making money for Shabbos, I'm, sell, I'm renting you this Kli for Shabbos. So the only way to get out of it is to do Avla, to incorporate it in, let's say I rent a car for a week, so Shabbos is not one of the days, it's like included, it's, it's swallowed up in the week. That's a problem if I do it on Friday, on Friday I can't swallow anything, it's, it's obvious it's for Shabbos. According to the Rambam, and the Shulchan Aruch passings like the Rambam, the problem is Shvi says Kalim. I have to make sure that my Kli doesn't work on Shabbos. However, on Wednesday, Thursday, we'll see Wednesday is a special day. Because Wednesday, like we're going to see the next sugya, is already a day that you could start, you could embark on a ship, you could do certain things before Shabbos. So Wednesday, even Thursday, I'm allowed to rent my tools to a guy. Now, Shabur brings down that letters actually have a special halacha because letters have your handwriting you're going to write like a Jew you're going to write in Hebrew you're going to write it's unless it's not noticeable you write with a typewriter you type it out but there's, a, there's an issue of people seeing hey look the Jew sent this letter it's worse than sending uh, a bottle of grape juice to somebody it's a letter so Shabbos on Erev Shabbos, on Friday, you're not allowed to send a letter. Now we're going to see. We're going to make a big mishmash and then come out with the halacha. Different halachas from different sides and come out with a final maskana. Berviyu b'chamishi mutar. Well, you're allowed to send on Wednesday, Thursday. Amru alava rabbi Yosiah koyein, v'amru alava rabbi Yosiah chassid. Some say it's the same person, maybe a different person. He never sent a letter with a guy. He was always careful. Even on Sunday, he wouldn't send it. People might say he sent a messenger on Shabbos. Oh, so now we have a concept called doesn't mean to pay a guy. It means to establish how much to stipulate the amount of money meaning that if I tell the guy there's two ways to pay a guy I could pay him hourly here take this letter it's not like in, in our days you put a stamp and I don't care where it goes and I don't care how long it takes him what's going on that's Avi Avi yeah put your picture back on I caught you falling asleep there you're being you're, you're giving your reader to the whole the whole chevra. No, I'm just kidding stop don't look at me like that Zokti Gemara. <laughs> I took him out of his dream. He doesn't know it's flying. He thought I'm really... I'm <laughs> okay. So, 
if I hire a guy to take a letter for me, so if I pay him by the hour, that's very problematic. But I say, hey, you take this letter. I'm giving you $10 to bring this letter to whoever it is. I don't care when you do it. You do it on your own terms. You do it at night. You do it tomorrow. You do it on Shabbos. It doesn't matter to me when you do it. Then, Again, don't take any of this literally yet. There's going to be a maskana soon. We're just throwing everything into the blender. We're going to be, make a big mishmash, and then we're going to come out with something solid. Says Beishamai, you have to give him enough time to get this house. Yes, you stipulated how much money you're going to give him, $10. That's not enough. He has to get to his house, to the house of the receiver of the letter. So we had this concept the other day, not to the house of the receiver of the letter, rather to a place where he could put the letter down comfortably and not worry about it. Now that he continues on, on Shabbos, that's on his, that's on his own terms, that has nothing to do with the Jew. As the Gemara Valley Kotzatz, wait a minute, he already stipulated how much money, who cares whether you could get to his house, not get to his house, especially according to Bissillah, What's, why does he have to get to the house? He gave him the money beforehand. He said, this is for, to do it. You can do whatever you want. Omer Rav Attempt number one. No, it's talking about that there was no money involved here. There's no money. Bishamay say, and this is unbelievable to say, Bishamay say, as long as he can get two the receiver, that's okay. Now that doesn't have anything to do with what we learned in terms of Ishamai. But we said you cannot send with a guy. Could you send with a guy? You're not sending with a guy. You're telling me there's no money and you could send with a guy all the way till, till he gets to a place to the guy's house. As long as he has two hours to get there, it's fine. So, so then what does Eimishalchim mean? We said that you cannot send the letter with a guy. It can't be any worse than no money. You already said, in a case with no money, Bishami say it's okay to send the letter. So we have a problem here. Like Kasha, ha de kevia be davar be maso. Ha de lo kevia be davar be maso. Be davar, we know it as dar, post office. Yes, when the Rishonim talk about it, some Rishonim call it a postman. Even the Mishabur himself says postmeister. He says those words, something like that. Postmeister, the postmaster. Rashi says it's talking about the head of the city. They explain Rashi to mean, it doesn't mean the head of the city, it means anybody that has a permanent home in the city. Most likely, my messenger, the guy, will get there and find him in his house. He doesn't have a vacation home somewhere else. He's put here, he's in this city. So it goes like this. I don't know if this will help you or not. What we have is as follows. If a person sends a letter before Shabbos on Thursday, according to Rishonim here, on the Daf, Mutter. According to the Rif and the Rambam, that's also Asr, even on Thursday. Like the Gemara brought, the Chassid, Rabbi Yudah Chassid, who was it? Rabbi Yosef Chassid, never sent a letter. He held like the, the Rambam holds like him, fine. If you stipulate to the guy, you give him money, you say, here's this, a set amount of money, you do what you want, how you want. So according to Basil, it's mutter. According to Bishamah, it's also. That's with money stipulation. 
nothing to do with getting to the house or not getting to the house. According to Bishamah, it's Usr. According to Bishil, I give you money, you could do whatever you want. You don't have to get to the house. You do have to get to the house. You could go, you don't have to go. You deliver when it, that's what we do today. We put the mail in the mailbox. We give him money. We put a stamp on there. There, That's a cut that's dumb. The guy can do whatever he wants. He can deliver it on Chavez if he wants. That's fine. Now, if loy katsats, you don't have any of the reasons. You don't have a katsats dummy. There's no money and there's no davar. There's no permanent address. Then it's definitely austere because you don't have any of the reasons. What we just discussed, the last line that we just discussed is if there is a davar, there is a doar, davar, doyar, whatever you want to call it. According to Bishamai, you have to make sure that he's able to get all the way to the person's house. If he has that amount of time, that's okay. And according to Basilel, as long as he gets to the house, <coughs> excuse me, that's closest to the wall. In other words, as long as he has enough time to put the mail down, and then if he decides to continue on in his journey and deliver the mail on Chavez, that's his problem. Okay. One thing you have to point out. How about this? Oh, did I miss a word? Oh, he's telling me how many minutes I have. Oh, so you want to put him on for a second? What does he want? Has a kasha. Hold on, let me just finish this and then put him on somehow. No, Doar is his house. It, it, that's the, Doar is the house of the receiver. Who has a house? Who is permanent in a place? The Doar, the mayor. Rashi says, um, it's a lushan of, of, of the, the head of the city. The guy that, that's, where is it? Uh, Shiltoin Ha'ir, the guy in charge of the city. The people that you're used to giving mail to. Now, if you, if you could give mail to somebody else, it's not like today that everybody gets mail at their house. It's the chash of a person who used to get the mail. The head of the city, you wanted to get your mail, you came to him or whatever. So that's called base doyar. It doesn't, they, that's what they explain. It doesn't mean this one guy. It means anybody that has a permanent address that you can deliver mail to. So that, it does mean beisah. Yes, it means the bias of the person receiving the mail. Who is it? The doyar guy, the shiltayim. In our days, everybody's a doyar. Okay, now, question. One of my friends told me he was in India, and, you know, they can make you custom-made shirts there for two and a half dollars or whatever the price is. So he told the guy, he went to a small mama-pop shop, and he is, the guy's, he was there with his wife, they make shirts. He ordered on Friday 23 shirts, and he said, on condition that you, leave, that you have it ready for, for Motsi Shabbos. He said, look, I did it Arab Shabbos. There's plenty of time before Shabbos. Is that okay or not okay? So, now by the way, my, my, my father-in-law, I don't, I, it would be nice if I knew the story when it was, but my father-in-law went, one of his residents was getting married in India. So he got off the plane as, you know, you know those, those signs like Dr. Michael Friedman, whatever. Instead of a taxi, it was actually a tailor. And the guy said, come here to the side in front of everybody. He whips out his measurements, starts taking measurements. And the guy had him a suit within a few hours special for the wedding. And all the guests had 
Custom made. That's how it is in India. Fine. Or in Hong Kong and all these other places, you get a suit. They say it's cheap. You go there, it costs you a lot of money. Fine. I'll go about it. What's that lacha? You have all these shirts. The bottom line is, you cannot tell a guy, I'm giving you, here's the, here's the mail, here's the 25 cent stamp, how much is a stamp today? I don't know, 37 stamp. Here it is, on condition that you do this before Shabbos, that's 100% lesser. There's no conditions, there's no, and I think in, my, in this guy's case where he's almost certain there's no way the guy's going to come up with 23 shirts in two and a half hours before Shkia, obviously this guy's going to be working on Shabbos with his wife. I don't know for sure, I have to say that it's usher. In my mind. Now, if you give the guy Kotsas Domim, he has enough time, you know that he could do it on his own, and he decides to do it on Shabbos, that's his problem. But when you know for a fact he, can, he has to work on Shabbos, and not only that, you, and you stipulate, you tell him, I want it done on Shabbos, that's usher. Even if Kites has done him, even if you give him the money beforehand. You cannot embark on a trip, you can't go on a cruise if it's less than three days before Shabbos. Exactly when that is, most say it means from Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, that's three days. The Grah, other people say, it's even Thursday. Shabbos is one of those three days that we're discussing. Thursday, Friday, Shabbos. Why not? So if you look in the Mishaburah, Reish Memches, he brings all the reasons down. It's like five reasons. The popular one, well, Tysus says because it's like swimming, Zeref swimming. But I think it's the Rift that says that it's, it's not covered Shabbos. It takes three days to overcome seasickness. So you don't want to go into Shabbos sick. Okay. That, that reason kind of fits in with everything else that's going on with the sugi here. If I'm going for a mitzvah, so I'm not so concerned that I'm a little seasick. I'm not concerned about swimming. I'm going for a dvar shus. I mean, yeah, for dvar mitzvah. So you have to understand how the other... Reasons work if it's a, it looks like a melecha Shabbos. So how does the dvar mitzvah take that away? How does it take away swimming? So he goes to the captain of the ship. Imagine this: you're going on one of these cruises, three and a half thousand people. You walk over to the guy. Hi, Shamalechem. My name is Leon from South Africa. Um, so I'm coming on your ship on condition that you stop on Saturday. I'm a religious Jew. I need, the guy goes, yeah, of course, <laughs> of course. Uh, it's like a joke. And the Gemara says, He's the, the captain is not going to listen to you because you said you're shtus. And this like, uh, he, he would say, it's not even shtusim. It's like so, it's so stupid. It's not even shtusim. But you, basically you're making an announcement. Rabbi say, I'm Jewish. I don't want to be on the ship on Shabbos. You want to continue, that's your problem. Without, obviously you know he's not going to stop for you. Who are you? Talking about a cruise ship, I was just thinking. Because we're trying to come up. We have to think ahead, Rabbi I Think ahead, and we have to be excited about this. We, we're all going to do the Sima Shas together. And it's only in seven and a half years from now. So we have to think. Well, one of the things I was thinking about, we have to go with Leon to, on a safari in South Africa, because I'm very big into the safari. But some people are saying, no, they don't like animals. Cruise ship, Rabbi Sai, this is unbelievable. 
we get a cruise ship and it has enough rooms for everybody and we're going to go from country to country. We'll do a, no, a 10-day cruise. How come I didn't think about it beforehand? By then we'll have all this uh, extra, we'll, we'll be making money by then. We'll be able to sponsor it ourselves. Zok to Gemara, think about it. It's a good time to dream about things now. We're in Corona, we have to dream. We're going on a cruise, our boys. And when? In seven years, when we finish Shas. It's going to be the, the most amazing thing ever. We'll stop in South Africa. That's what we'll do. We'll make a stop in South Africa. Whoever wants to get off for the safari, we can do that also. Zok to Gemara, no one likes the idea. I see he likes the idea. By then, Yossi is going to be married. Everyone needs to be worried. Ellie is for real. I am for real. Trust me. I'm going to do this. Bezer Hashem. All right. We have to start working on it. Noam, you're in charge of these things. You have to start working on it. Avi say no. Avi said no. Why not? He says no. Okay. Kosher food, Avi. What's the problem? Why? I want to hear why he says no. He's ruining my dreams. Avi, you're on. Why not Avi? The cruise ship is the Corona hotbed petri dish. In seven years, Meshuganah, Corona is when nobody's even going to know what Corona is in seven years. Corona is going to be like a, a, a polio. No, no, okay, yeah. Oh, you can't go on a cruise ship because it's polio. Like, uh, Come on. <laughs> okay. You know, you and your brother, Hillel, that's right next to you, you guys could take your Corona. Uh, corona. Obviously, today, it's a problem. You don't think there's going to be a, a, a vaccine in, in, in two and a half months from now? Please, let's go. Stop ruining my dreams. We're going on a cruise, and everybody's mishpachas. We have enough room, and there's going to be, we're going to fill it up with three and a half thousand people. Say, Amen. says, it's Narishkat. You don't have to go over to the captain and talk to him and tell him that you want to stop on shops. A very short trip that you could do it up. It could, you could do it in a day. In other words, before Shabbos, I feel about Shabbos mutter. People like to go to Tzidon and, and buy their stuff. That's where the markets were. You could you could do it. You can embark on a ship. You're not going to get seasick. It's a, it's a short little trip. I'm just throwing that in. Maybe according to those Rishonim that say it's seasickness. MMA law, you're allowed to do it every Shabbos. Tanur Abanon. if you are going to go with the cruise ship idea, maybe yes. you should buy one now. <laughs> Probably a good deal. Hold on to it. Really <laughs> that is a good idea. Actually, that is a good idea. I'm, I'm putting Fischl and Leon in charge of purchasing a cruise ship. The, and it could be a nice advertisement. America's a daf cruise ship. The eight minute daf. You oh, you put a thing on a on a on a, on a bus. Imagine on a cruise ship. Three thousand foot poster. And you could do your nakama. On that, I'll let you do nakama. It'll be a big giant picture, the size of a chvez, of a football field. Okay, that that you can do. <laughs> there are good deals. By the way, they just found Corona on that ship that they disembarked seventeen days ago. So everybody who wasn't on the ship for seventeen days, the scientists went in there, found Corona living around in the rooms. So it's uh, it's it's not as we think this Corona. It might be a little bit more than two days on your on your uh, tablecloth. You know why this Corona? Because they didn't do Hazah. You have to do Hazah, you have to do all these things, you have to be type on the mikvah, you have to put the shri- This is ways. If you learn Gemara, you know how to get out of Corona. Out of this Tumah. Now, you, you're doing a siege on a, on, a, on, a, on a city, you want to destroy them. 
you, you surround Chmei's Gaza, whatever, make sure you do it. Uh, to me, it was unbelievable. I mean, I, I, th- I thought we are talking about Pikoach Nefesh here. It shouldn't be three days before Shabbos. Not within three days. Now, if you go with that cheetah that you shouldn't be seasick, so it makes a lot of sense. You don't want people to be scared and timid thinking about war during Shabbos. Once you start, continue. himself would say, Ad When you go to war, Ad Decimate them, destroy them, you have to finish them. Afilu Now, was in the Mishnah we said that Rishim Gamliel's father would give his white clothing to the launderer three days before Shabbos. Now, as no one pointed out to me after Shabbos, and here's a good opportunity to say it, Rabbi Shim Gamliel was a descendant of Hillel. Right? We had Hillel, Gamliel, Shimon, Gamliel, Rabbi Shim Gamliel. Till came to Rishim Gamliel. Even though his great-grandfather was Hillel, he, he didn't hold like Hill. He held like Shammai. So you cannot just give your laundry to a launderer a minute before Shabbos. Or yeah, he holds like Bishamai. So white laundry he would give three days before. Three days before. And colored laundry. I, don't, I see my wife separating colors, white. I guess it's a thing even today. Don't let people take you for a ride. You can learn things from the Gemara. You see from the Gemara, even if you're a Godladar, your name is Rabshim Gamliel, your name is Abaya. You can learn from here how laundry works. What's more difficult? You would think that to put red, black, and blue clothing in one load is more difficult to clean because the different colors, maybe you have to attend to different colors. It's more difficult to clean white. Okay. L'maynafkimina, who cares? Says the Gemara story, So Abaya came one day, imagine the Goladar of Chaim Kanievsky bringing a, a bag of uh, dirty laundry, he comes on Rechav Rebbe Kiva, drops it off at the guy. How much should I pay you? You see the sign behind me? It says over here, white laundry, special deal, $200 a pound. That's how much I want from you. I'm giving you, I'm charging you the best price. What's the lesson here in Israel? I'm doing you, only for you. It's a one-time deal, like the white behind me. You know, white is, is very cheap. It's only $200 a pound. I am charging you what are you, are you taking me for a ride? What do you think? Yes, you, you're probably right. This is the first time I'm, I'm in the laundry place. Why I buy had to do it, I'm not sure. What? Less than 10 minutes. 10 minutes? Uh, you know, the clock works differently during Corona. It's going quicker. So, he says, fine. I know that white costs more and don't try to trick me. And he learned it from this game. Oh, my bye. When you give your clothing in to the laundry, you should measure it. And when you take it back, measure it. Why? Because 
you could tell whether the laundry guy stretched it or the laundry guy, um, what's the word? Um, the opposite of stretching, shrunk it. Thank you. See, I don't need you guys. I have uh... in Eretz Yisrael, by the way. You should also check how many holes your suit have before and after. It's a biggie side because I once, I once uh, put my suit in to the, I had a, a nice custom-made suit that I, I bought for my daughter's wedding, and it came back with three holes. So I go to the guy, I tell him, hello, there's three holes. He starts yelling at me. The next week, another suit, same exact spot, couple of holes. So I go back to him, threw me out of there. Now you're probably going to ask me, do I still use him? Of course I use him, he's the best one. Here, I brought the suit, just in case you don't believe me. Here. Here's the custom suit. It has my daughter's name on it inside. And look at this. Chutzpah. Three holes right over here. Could you see them? No. Can't see. I'll put it real close. Yeah, I could. Slow down. Three holes. He tells me maybe it's moths. The moths ate my suit in the same spot? Two suits? I don't think so. Fine. So all I'm saying is, depending on the cleaners, you have to check. Measure, see how many holes you have. Bechulu. Why is it that when it comes to pressing, here's a picture of what it looks like. I don't know if it's a clear picture, but you can see. Oh, upside down. So you take, you take this heavy beam. You actually could put a little bit of a weight over here. And here you have the olives. Right over here you have olives. And the pressure from the beam crushes these olives. You do the same thing for wine in a different way. So why does Bishamai say, I'm allowed to do this Erev Shabbos? The other Shabbos Mechayev Chathos goes Rubu Bishamai Erev Shabbos Mechashecho. Koyiz Bishabad Bigulai Gas, the other Shabbos Mechayev Chathos Ligozuru. So this is what we already discussed. Bishamai only say it's also to do something that on Shabbos it's also you get a Chathos. Since on Shabbos, if I put this beam, on my olives, it's not a Yisudah rice. I don't get, a, I don't have to bring a chathos. So I'm allowed to do the Erev Shabbos as well. Why is that? Because the process already started. It's going to ooze out anyways. I'm just quickening the process by putting a heavy weight on it. But it's going to happen by itself. Who's this Tana that says that once it starts oozing, I could put whatever I want on it. The Gemara says two options. Pay attention. Because the Gemara is going to go back and forth. Why do I use this Tana versus this Tana? It's Rabbi Shmuel. This Nan. Hashum. Vahaboyser. Vahmelilois. Boyser is unripe grapes. Melilois is unripe wheat. Shiriskon. Very important word. Riskon means to chop them down. So the first step is to chop grapes down. You chop them. Second step is to crush them. To, to pound them. Sorry, to pound them. And the third step is to crush. So we're holding step number one. All he did was, he's roisik, he chopped them. before Shabbos. He says, according to Bishama even, you could continue the process. Once you chop it, Continue on. So that fits perfectly into our mission. Yes, he's talking about unripe grapes, but the same idea 
by regular grapes and olives. Once you start, you continue. Not like Vereb Kiva Oimer, turn the page. Lo Yigimor, you cannot finish. Vereb Lazar Omar, and who's Rebbe Lazar? This is a very interesting Gemara, because it says, Rebbe Lazar Omar, Rebbe Lazar he. So we must say, as Rashi explains, Rebbe Lazar is an Amora, Rebbe Lazar ben Pedas. He says that it goes according to Rebbe Lazar, the Tana, Rebbe Lazar ben Shamua, which is the typical Rebbe Lazar in all Mishnahites. It's not. Chalo is Dvash. What's a Chalo Dvash? Here. A Chalo Dvash is a honeycomb. Once, Shiriskon, I did step number one. I chopped it. And now the honey, like here, starts oozing out. It's no longer contained by the wax. Bear of Shabbos. Asur. So Chacham says it's Asur. Perhaps you'll do schita, you'll squeeze. Rebbe Lazar, so this is similar to our Mishnah. Once the process started, you're allowed to continue. Ask the Gemara. The one who says it goes according to Rabbi Shmuel with the weights on the unripe grapes. Isn't this a great example? Honey oozing out? That's also a great example. Why don't we say it goes according to that man? When it comes to honey, honey is different. Honey, when you look, peek in here, what do you see? You see a finished product. You just have to remove it out. So it's food. And it remains food. But when it comes to grapes, a grape is solid. It's food. You're creating something new, liquid. So perhaps over there, he won't agree. Maybe Rabbi Shmuel won't agree and say that you're allowed to uh, put the kaira on and, and uh, two minutes. Two minutes for you. For me, I have all day long. It's corona. It's a very good taina. What do you bring me a raya from, from honey? Honey started as food. He says, you're right. Wait a minute. I, I could pull out a brisa that says that Rebbe Lazar, who talks about honey in a honeycomb, says also grapes, which is exactly like our Mishnah. That says If I chop it on Erev Shabbos and then the liquid comes out, Asurim, I'm not sure. So then why didn't he bring this Lechatchila? Why is he jumping to honey when he has a Mefurish Abrash that talks about grapes and that's what our mission is talking about? Perhaps. I didn't see it anywhere yet. Don't tell me that's a Mefurish Arshul somewhere. Maybe he was bringing a raya from a Mishnah, and this is only a Brisa. It was better for him to bring a raya from a Mishnah. Fine. But the Gemara says, Rabbi Yosef the reason why he didn't bring this Brisa, why does he jump to the Machleks of Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Kiva in grapes that are unripe? Here's Mefurish Brisa that talks about grapes that are ripe. Brisa Lishmiele. He never heard about this Brisa. We can't blame, blame him. You don't have to hear all Brisas. How come Rabbi Lazar didn't bring this source of Rishmal and Rabbi Kiva? Machlagis Rishmal, a Tano who says you're allowed to put a bean on unripe grapes. Step number two. So the first step is chopping. 
And that's what Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Kiva are talking about. Beriskan. They did step number one. But step number two, they didn't get to. There was no pounding yet. The Kula Alma Loipligi. Everybody admits that it's usher to do. So you cannot bring me a raya from that source of Rabbi Shmuel who holds that you're allowed to put a bean on grapes because they admit that when it's missing dicha, it's missing pounding, then it's usher. Their whole machlekes was when it was missing step number three, which is mashing, which is another, it's, it's even tighter than pounding. That's why they brought a raya from, uh, that's why Rebbe Lazar brought a raya from honey versus the raya from grapes, because you cannot bring a raya from Rebbe Shmuel. Rebbe Shmuel might hold that in our case, in our Mishnah, where he's missing dicha, he's missing the pounding, it's usher to put a, a beam. And he wanted to have a source that it's mutter to put a beam. Step number three. In our, in our case, and Rabbi Shmuel would admit that it's usher. Says the Gemara, that you're allowed to put a beam on a non-ripe grape, now, since we mentioned oil, so the Gemara sometimes segues and goes on a tangent on something else completely, even though it's not so nagea to our sugya, we're going to talk about muksa now. How did muksa come in? Because of oil. We're talking about oil now. Shemen Shabbat A guy works really hard at the oil press. So they give him, they pay him. How do they pay him? Part of his pay is oil. He could take home a couple containers of oil. Now, there's a very famous machlaikis in Shabbos. Yesh muktza or a muktza. Whether or not, well, it doesn't really mean if there is muktza. Of course there's muktza. But Rabbi Yudah holds that you have to be stringent on muktza. You have to be more machmer. And Rabbi, Shema, Rabbi, Rabbi Shimon holds <coughs> a muktza. You don't have to. Rav holds like Rabbi Yudah. Shmuel holds like Rabbi Shimon. Okay. So therefore, we have a number of halachas <coughs> that are nafkemina to us. Whether you hold mukta or not mukta. Four halachas to be exact. This oil that's set aside for a salary. Could I use it or not use it? Could I touch it on Shabbos? Mats that, that are used in the factory for oil. I have no use for it on Shabbos. It's in my factory. Rav holds yesh mukta. In other words, I have to be more machmer on mukta. Therefore, don't touch these mats. Don't touch the guy's oil. Ushmul shari. And Shmuel holds. You're allowed to touch the mats. These tarps that you cover the cargo on the ship, not supposed to be dealing with them on Shabbos. Rav Asar Shmuel Shari, Shmuel says not Mokta. Amar Rav Nachman. Now, I'm allowed to shecht an animal ayantif. I'm allowed to shecht my chicken ayantif. However, if my goat is designated for milk, not for shechting, and my sheep is for its wool, for its egg. And my ox for, for plowing, not for shechting. Here comes the great joke that I'm not going to say about the tuna that's only for business. Over here I have dates that are only for business. Commercial use only. Not for my own consumption. So what is that? What, what do I call this? This is migui, this katsoi ben It's katsoi likuli 
since I, in my mind, I said I'm never going to touch this animal on Shabbos because I need him for my milk, I need him for the eggs, I need these dates to sell in my store. So then five hours later when I have Charata, oh look at that cruise ship in the guy's back, background, I love it, on Zoom. He has a cruise ship, who's that, Yosef? Nice one, I like it. I want somebody to put our logo though on it. That would be even more chashiv. So, I cannot change my mind and say I want to shech my goat. It's too late. Yes, I'm allowed to shech goats on Shabbos. But not this one, because this one you said is for milk. That's called muktzah. It's a different type of muktzah. It's muktzah of Beinah So therefore it's muktzah for the whole Shabbos. Rabbah of Asar Shmuel Mutar. This has to do with the famous Machlech's review of the Rishim. There was a Talmud who passed in the city called Kharasa the Irgiz. There was a Machashif, Rashi says. He was a, a witchcraft guy. Uh, how do you say Machashif in English? He used to do magic. And he built the city, Kharasa. And he passed in like Rishim. Now the halacha is like Rishim, as we're going to see. He passed in. Shanti he put him in Kherim. What business? Why are you putting the poor guy in Kherim? Yes, but this happened to be the city of Rab. He shouldn't have done so. There were two Talmidim. Now, real quickly, we're just going to do two more lines and that's it. This is Machlekes later on in about 120 daf or 100 daf. I forgot where it was. Somewhere in the Kufs. How do you save your produce when you have a fire? And we're dealing with a fire that happened in an Erev Chatseris, the Chatseris Mushutafim. How do I save? And what could I save? So Machloikis. Over there the Mishnah says three meals. But there's another Mishnah. Bekitzer, what they say is, is the Machloikis. Could I save? You know those boxes? You have a box that's full of matzah. How does it come? Smaller boxes... In a giant box. So one man, the armor says, I can take as many kalim as I want and put them into one big plea. And the other one says, no. You can fill, fill your box up with a lot of meals, 100 meals even, but in one big box. You can't put a bunch of small boxes in a big box and one time it said like this and one time it said like that. Not exactly sure if they did the right thing, if the Gemara is trying to prove that they weren't acting properly. Not exactly sure. Doesn't seem like it, but maybe yes. One saved in one vessel, as many meals as he can. Meaning, he saved with many vessels, but in one big vessel. At the end of the day, there's one big box. Have a wonderful Geshmak day. I'm going to say one capital to Hillel. And you can turn off YouTube, they don't have to hear our Tehillim. Shir Hamalo is